3-2. Every single Saturday. Well, almost every single Saturday. Here on Citizen Watch, my name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Winton. Atwater. Dos Palos, Los Manos, all those uh, little communities out there in the great San Joaquin Valley, the Central Valley. That's for you, Maryland. Every single, what is today, Saturday, July 11th. That's right, just a little bit out of, out of, out, after 6 a.m. for the listeners, much earlier for me. I'll tell you, coming in here every day, literally, except Sunday, is uh, a lot, but we love doing it for you because uh, you're the community, and it's uh, really about the only local outlet we have. Uh, TV is up in Fresno, as you know. Modesto seems like it's another planet north of Livingston. So we really appreciate the listeners we have, not only during the local newscast, Monday through Friday, usually every day, 6 to 7 a.m., but also on Saturday, our 6 to 10 o'clock block, I call it the the local block. Of course, uh, this show, 6 a.m., 7, Roger Wood. This week, he's off. He was out playing in the hills. I don't know what he does. He's retired. He's, he's allowed. I sat in for him this week. Six great interviews. And then, of course, 8 o'clock, you're going to hear another show that we haven't recorded yet. I don't know what we'll talk about. And then 9 to 9.30, the bonus half hour. So we have a great lineup here on News Talk 1480. Or 107.3 FM. It's nice to use that F, uh, FM carrier sometimes. Maybe get a little better reception in the evening. But I'll tell you what works all the time. Is our streaming on our website, 1480kyos.com. I haven't promoted that in a long time. But you need to go on there. And you can also catch all of the reruns, the uh, archived shows of Citizen Watch. They're on there too. Management's done a nice job with putting a new banner making it very convenient. Someday we're going to be using our KYOS Facebook page a little more, our IT department in Monterey. They're very, very busy. You know, there's an ocean in Monterey, and it's it's distracting sometimes, but when we pull them away from high tide, the tidal pools looking for starfish, they are working on getting the KYOS Facebook website where we can start posting some things. A guest, that sort of information. One of the guests we're going to have, hopefully next week, we were going to have him this week, but unfortunately the circumstances did not work out. Very, very busy man, Andy Krodick, the realtor extraordinaire, and you know, was on the city council in Atwater. Folks may not realize that. I believe he did three or four terms. I don't think he had term, limit, term limits back then. That was back in the days of uh, Gary Frago. The Riveros, the brothers, Jeff and Joe. So a lot of, a uh, lot of, uh, weren't they brothers? Or was one the dad? I forget. Anyway, there was a lot of, a lot of history there that we're going to go through. Hopefully next week. Also, the real estate industry with the COVID nineteen situation, as you can imagine, is really changing. I was doing some research uh, in anticipation of Mr. Crodick coming in, but again, I understand. And uh, he's going to hopefully be in again next week on the 18th, probably the 8 o'clock hour, just to let folks know. 
Anyway, thinking, uh, talking about real estate and some of the trends going on after the the March, uh, you know, stay at home order, those type of things. Really, uh, rentals in the Bay Area taking a big hit. People aren't renewing their leases. They're realizing the telecommuting, the working from home is a lot more, you know, convenient and uh, inexpensive. Don't have the overhead, don't have the driving. Uh, I have a friend in the auto body industry. He's really seen a slump. Those people aren't driving, hence not getting in accidents, not having to have car repair. But the rental industry up in the Bay Area is really taking a hit. Now, home sales are still very brisk. It's definitely a seller's market. If you have something to sell, the prices, I understand, are pretty, pretty incredible here locally. And again, the funny thing about California, it's such a big state, uh, side to side, uh, up and down, that you have different areas, different pockets when the Bay Area, Southern California is doing well. The Central Valley can be uh, not doing so well. And again, Andy has kind of seen it all in his uh, career as a realtor. Uh, he was a very, uh, had a lot of, he actually wrote a column. I don't know if it was a monthly or weekly column for the Merced Sunstar, the local paper. And looking back, some of the old articles during the uh, recession slash depression. You know, it's a recession when your neighbor loses his job, a depression when you lose yours next. And here in California and really the United States, 2007, 2008, the housing bubble burst and Merced really felt it badly. One of the articles, as many new home sales as uh, foreclosures, which quite high numbers. Of course, now we see a different trend, and hopefully that was once in a generation. So we'll have him on, uh, hopefully next week, be a nice interview, talk a lot of things. Of course, Atwater, he's Mr. Atwater. He knows everything about Atwater. Uh, A lot to talk about there. Same way with the city of Merced. Uh, As you know, Andy was on the uh, government affairs he was the government affairs director, excuse me, for the Board of Realtors. Very powerful organization, not only in the state, but here locally. I think that all roads to elected offices lead through the Board of Realtors and their uh, debates they hold. I like that they're holding them publicly now. And of course, before the COVID situation in the um, primary election, that was way back in March. Does everybody remember that? Gosh, it's hard to remember. It wasn't, uh, wasn't just, it wasn't that long ago, quite frankly. We had a primary election, and the Board of Realtors had a really nice uh, debate over there at their new facility on, I believe it's M Street, right over there by Loughborough. Took over an old bank. Has a vault. Real secure. They can uh, hold, that, hold that retainer in there, and everything, uh, everything will be fine. But they have a beautiful building over there. And again, Andy, uh, I believe, was the MC, the moderator for that debate. So uh, lots of, uh, lots of uh, potential there. We'll get him in talking about things like that. But again, uh, the political scene here in Merced, as you know, there is a, an election coming up. It's hard to believe in November, uh, less than, well, I think it's just a little more than 100 days from now, there will be an election, a presidential election. Of course, statewide, there's some uh, big... Issues on the ballot. Interesting, I've received some calls from Senator Borges. Republican Senator wants to come on, talk a little bit about a uh, executive order they would like the governor to sign, Governor Newsom to sign in relation to some protections on liability as the businesses open. The uh, tort lawyers are out in force. Boy, you think the commercials 
are bad now. You know, the injury, the guy standing on top of the semi, you know, riding the motorcycle, uh, trying to get you to call in, you know, that. And then J.J. Wentworth trying to consolidate your payments once you do win. There's going to be a lot of pressure on folks that, uh, quote, unquote, get sick. Uh, you know, did you catch something with the COVID? Were you working? Did your employer force you? You can imagine. And again, these protections are there for a reason. But sometimes, sometimes they're abused. So Senator Borges is evidently uh, pressuring the governor, as several other senators have, bipartisan support, it's my understanding, which means both sides of the aisle here in California, which, you know, there's maybe two or three on one side of the aisle and the majority's on the other. But hey, we'll take it. Whatever we can get, and uh, this tort reform or this limiting the liability that business owners face going forward in the COVID-19 world, I think is something that uh, will be interesting to talk about. So we'll get them, and when I say them, their people are still coordinating. I assume the senator will be in person on the phone. And then I got a call from Governor, excuse me, Governor, Congressman Costas office. Now he's our federal representative in the House of Representatives, not a senator. House of Representatives. Still called Congress. Those folks, I'm just giving a little civics lesson. You know, we're trying to tear down all the statues out there. Might as well give a little civics lesson while we have the time. So he's in, he's in the House of Representatives and he will, uh, he wants to come on. I believe he's coming on a week after next. So that would be uh, probably the 25th, which should be a national holiday, but Yes, whose birthday is it? Anyway, the 25th of July, we'll probably have Congressman Costa on. I don't know how much time he can give us. Uh, preliminarily, as people said, he wanted to talk about COVID. Eh, I'm hoping we could talk about maybe water. I don't know. Water would really be interesting. So anyway, we'll have some uh, interesting stuff coming up on Citizen Watch in the next, uh, you know, few weeks. Guess, different guess. But it is the political season. And uh, there is a lot going on. Of course, locally, as you know, a mayoral race here in the city of Merced, some council races in the city of Atwater. I know we talk about Atwater and Merced a lot uh, more so than Los Banos, Dos Palas, Livingston, uh, Gustin, the other four incorporated cities. And we do not mean to leave you out, and we will bring the ballot issues that are important to the west side. Uh, on this show also. But Atwater and Merced, uh, being uh, fairly fairly large populaces here on the 99, have some very interesting issues and, and uh, trying challenges that they've been trying to overcome. One of the things that was interesting to me that came out of the last council meeting was while the council has decided to put the three open, well, not open, but the three council seats that are up for re-election as well as the mayor, as you know, there was a charter amendment to take the mayoral position in Merced from two years to four years, and this would uh, to uh, align them with the council terms. All the council terms are four years. Of course, there's three and three, and then the mayor is uh, on one of those cycles. So this is the first time that a four-year mayoral term will be voted on by the citizenry, and we all knew that was going to happen. But what we were hoping to see was also the Measure C extension, uh, possibly increase. It currently is a half-cent sales tax that goes to not only police, fire, but also transportation. There's a little, a little bit in there that goes to roads. 
and it expires, I believe, in 2026, which is, again, there's one more presidential uh, before then. And the idea was to go in on a presidential election because you have a better voter turnout than you do in a midterm, which is, uh, you know, in the halfway point of the presidential term. So there will be a midterm election in 2022 that we could possibly uh, put this on. Now, you can always have a special election, but that's very expensive. And, you know, unless it's some exigent circumstance, I don't see us doing a special election out of turn. So the thought was, was to bring the Measure C issue back to the Merced City voters this cycle, and it didn't happen. Also, there was talk about putting a ballot measure on, whether it be a property tax, sales tax, whatever, to pay for the new police slash fire station, which was, uh, you know, a big issue. We, we really don't have a, a location for a new central station here in the city of Merced. Also on the ballot in Atwater, which is why we talk about Atwater so much, they had an extension of Measure H on their March ballot, which is their public safety tax, which takes care of fire and police. Now, they had a existing half-cent sales tax that their sunsets, I believe, in 2023, which is before the next presidential election. So their consultant recommended that they put it on the ballot this cycle. Unfortunately, with the 1% uh, ask, uh, might have been a little too much. I don't know, but the voters roundly rejected that uh, proposal by the city council. And so now, are they going to put it back on the ballot in November, and I think the answer is no. So the sales tax measures face a lot of uh, opposition anyway, and in today's climate with defund the police and all of these different type of things we hear out there, it really makes it difficult. So anyway, that's the first segment of Citizen Watch in the can. So happy that you're here with us on this Saturday morning. I know it's early. Appreciate you being with us. We are going to have a giveaway. I want to thank last week's winner, Skip for winning the book and the $10 Starbucks gift certificate, about the only place left open here in the county that I could uh, give something away to. So anyway, we're going to have another uh, contest. I, I haven't decided when, but we'll, uh, we'll announce that. We'll see you after the break. My name is Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Citizen Watch. Merced's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. We'll be right back. Yeah. Touch the ground. Make no sound. Walking on. Walking on the moon. Walking on the moon with you. So much fun. Every Saturday we do it. Together. You and me. On these airwaves, my name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. Ah, so happy to have you here with me on this Saturday morning, July 11, 2020, the 6 a.m. hour, and that's right, very very early isn't it you're able to stay there in bed all snuggled up 
me, I'm here in the beautiful, well, it is a palatial studio. See, I've got Scooby-Doo looking at me, every Dave's mascot in here. I have a funny story about that, but I can't tell it on the air. I wanted to, what did I do? I thanked last week's winner, Skip. Thank you for being a listener. You always get a nice letter from me and the car. Now, he was nice enough to come and pick the book up here at the station. I don't know if we're going to be able to do that this time, but we may try that. I can always mail it to you. No problema. Hey, so uh, let's keep going, talking about things that happened in the last week. As you know, we had a couple of repeats last Saturday. We did have a, a new show from 9 to 9.30. I don't think many people knew. Uh, it was evident by the number of callers that uh, didn't call in for the prizes. But again, we had a winner. So that's all that matters, right? I'm glad I didn't go to the, oh, I don't know, the 10th caller. Let's, let's just say that. In previous weeks, we've had pretty good response here at the old studio, the palatial Studio C, insulated, uh, positive pressure to blow out all the COVID. But, uh, yeah, last weekend, I don't know, didn't, didn't have a lot of people call in. But, but, but Skip called in, and I'm so happy that he called in. We had a nice conversation. Listeners are so nice. Now, you know, I want you to be honest with me when you call in. If you just want the prize and happen to be the uh, lucky uh, roulette wheel of the telephone system here, and believe me, this system, we, spend no, we spared no expense on this. We found the best free program on the Internet for our phone system. And uh, if you are lucky enough to get through, you know, I understand. You want the uh, you want the swag, man. I get it. I totally understand. But everybody is so nice. Tells me how they listen every week. They love what I, uh, you know, keep it going. They say, I don't know if they say they love what I have to say. But they definitely uh, are encouraging. And I do get some comments out there in the community. So, again, thank you. We will give those numbers away. I don't know when we're going to give it away. How about we... Uh, I don't know, maybe the end of the 8 o'clock hour. What do you think about that? Before the bonus half hour, we can possibly try to do that. Oh, I'm, I'm searching here. So many things to talk about. Let's go back to last weekend, since that's where I was headed. We just had the 9 to 9.30 show, and I didn't get to talk about too much the uh, 4th of July display. Now, you thought... <laughs> You thought the Atwater fireworks show was canceled? No, 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 no. It was just spread out among the two cities of Merced and Atwater and probably most of the rural areas. And I can only imagine what Los Baños, Dos Palos, Gustin, Livingston, all of those little, you know, Delhi, El Nido. I heard Planada. It was literally raining down debris. It was that crazy. People on the rooftops... But again, not a sheriff in sight, other than those driving very quickly to get to an area where they could observe. But uh, in the Merced and Atwater were just absolutely horrendous. And it didn't. <laughs> the fourth was on Saturday for you people that are, are uh, wondering when Independence Day is. It's not a five-day celebration. Every night, the aerial display, it was like the lead-up to uh, Baghdad there when we went in the first time. And, and, and the, the truly pathetic attempt at uh, some sort of public outreach, hey, don't do it, there may be a fine, you may get a, a slap on the hand. All I heard was, think of the dogs, think of the pets. We weren't even worried about the vets, we just went right to the animals. It, it just is absolutely incredible. And several fires started because of this. 
Fresno, a family of six, was displaced because of this situation. And I can tell you, it is absolutely unacceptable. Now, I know people like to have fun. People like to, you know, they're bored out of their mind. We saw this with the protests. You know, people needed to get out of the house. Now the businesses have been closed again. This is horrible. I understand. We'll talk about that later. But this fireworks situation is not something new in the city of Merced. Last year, in the best of times, there was no COVID last year. It was horrible. The year before, it was horrible. The year before that, it was horrible. I've talked about it every single year, and nothing gets done. Nothing seems to get better. And the councilman, Councilman Martinez, who kept his remarks uh, short, and it was very much appreciated, talked about uh, the fire works. He said, this has been worse than other years. And I agree with him. And here it's supposed to be getting better. You know, we hung the banner across G Street. What was that? Was that a target? Was that a joke? I mean, did that give the fire department something to do with the ladder truck? I, well, it, you, there's no enforcement. I'll be interested to hear how many hundreds of tickets we wrote over the four or five day period, because it wasn't just Saturday. Oh, no, no, no. There was Sunday. There was Monday. And, folks, it still goes on. I still hear the occasional aerial burst. Now, again, it doesn't bother me that much. But my dogs, it's another story. And I don't like it when my dogs are disturbed. So I don't understand why it is so difficult. You know, I have pushed a Crown Vic around the mean streets of San Diego for a lot of years. And we had fireworks. You don't think there's fireworks at the beach? Give me a break. I remember one time we were patrolling uh, South Jetty down there, Mission Beach, where the roller coaster is. We see the bottle rockets going off over the ocean. You know, kind of nice. Looks cool, but you can't do that. There's people. You know, one falls on somebody, they get a burn. Suddenly, you know, you got to get the lifeguards, deal with those guys. So we roll down there, and here's all, you know, three, four guys. You know, they're in their 30s, I would imagine, sitting on the seawall. Having a couple of, uh, you know, cold ones. I said, hey, man, you can't do that. We used to uh, ride these quads. You know, you could roll up on people. there. never even knew you were there. I said, guys, you can't do that. Uh, you know, how about handing those over? You know, you got any ID? Well, we're Phoenix firefighters. Really? Really? Phoenix firefighters. God bless your hearts. Out here on vacation. You know, got the rental for the weekend. Wonder where they got them. Anyway, the point being is I get it. I get it. You know, it brings out the child in us. You know, they still sell the safe and sane. Those aren't any fun, are they? No, we got to go to the neighbors and watch, uh, you know, Bob, who went over to New Mexico and got 500 pounds of, I don't know what different classes these are, but these things really, I mean, there's a lot of gunpowder that went off. So uh, where, where's the enforcement? Where, where's the, where, why can't we put an officer and a firefighter, a Cal Fire guy? Because, you know, they'll, the Cal Fire guys, well, you know, we don't want to go in. You know, it, it might, you know, there's people and, you know, they've been drinking. And, you know, what if they, what if they don't like us? And, and the, you, you put an officer with a Cal Fire guy, you know, a guy that, that's used to dealing with drunks, you know, used to dealing with belligerent, uh, well, I won't use the word, but. When people, some people drink, you know, they get a, they get a little mouthy. You know, they don't want to listen to uh, authority. So you put a couple of two-man teams just walking in the neighborhood because you have to have the elements of the crime. 
And then you get some pre-printed investigative supplementals. This is your narrative, the report you have to write. You can't just scratch out a ticket. No, no, no. It's not that simple. You know, traffic tickets are easy. You know, you, you, you went over 55. You know, I saw Joe, you know, left-hand lane. You got to do the same thing for the firework, for the, uh, for the uh, detonating, the lighting, whatever, the, you know, possession. There's a lot of ways to go, my friends, but we don't enforce the laws that are on the books. And we have all this gnashing of teeth and hanging banners and, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, the chief sits there with a couple of bottle rockets on the desk, a lighter. You know, what? what? <laughs> you know, what, what, the one year they caught a couple of kids, you know, they're on uh, Craigslist trying to, you know, trying to make the tuition, trying to pay the parking pass out there. It's a joke. It's a joke. So you get an officer, you get a, a Cal Fire guy, a, a whatever, city of Merced, whoever, whatever jurisdiction you're in, and you start walking the neighborhoods, you know, and you have these pre-printed supplementals, you know, I saw blank with a blank in his blank hand. He blanked it with a blank, you know, I saw Jones with a firework in his right hand. He lit it with a lighter. It exploded. I contacted Jones. But evidence, you know, what was the one excuse? Well, we, we can't confiscate the fireworks because we don't have a place to keep them. You know, they're explosive. Really? You got half the town keeping them in their closet, probably right next to their kid's bedroom. But no, you guys can't confiscate anything, so therefore there's no enforcement, so therefore there's no blah, 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 blah. And meanwhile, it looks like Mosul looks like we're invading a, a country, but nothing. Year after year after year after year, and nothing, nothing. But yet everybody's getting paid, right? I told you the one year I went by the McKee station, they're all out there on lawn chairs. You know, it looked like they were they were watching the second coming. Ooh, ah, oh, look at that one. Oh, wow, man. I walk up, I said, hey, uh, anything going on? Wow, look at that one over there, man. Wow, that was a big one. You see the red and the blue. I'm like, well, uh, can't we write a ticket? Oh, we're not trained. No, no, no. Yeah. Guy reached his back. Cal Fire. We're Cal Fire. We're not police. <laughs> so you don't know what a, uh explosive device is? I don't know. But, you know, which end of the hose do you point at the fire? Really, honest to God, I just wonder. All sitting in lawn chairs. Watching the fireworks. So uh, this, is, this is what you get. Don't expect much more. So Councilman Martinez, you're exactly right. It was worse than other years, and we get promised it'll be better and better and better. I had somebody from a neighboring city, oh, please let everybody know we're, we're, we're in zero tolerance. We're going to, by God, we're going to, you're going to pay. Really? How many tickets did you write? Let, let's see how zero tolerant we were. I'd like a, I'd like a report from uh, all of the law enforcement agencies. How about just three? How about the city of Merced, the city of Atwater, and the sheriff? How about you just send a PSA at Radio Merced, the number of tickets, the number of sites that you guys scratched? Oh, I don't know. We'll just take the one day, let alone the whole week. And just let me know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe hate me. Maybe all those fireworks in the sky were, I don't know, but I've never seen it so bad. And it is just pathetic. It's absolutely pathetic. And I, I just don't know what people, you know, we, we <laughs> what we accept eventually becomes the norm. And we hear the complaints. You know, you have the, the safe and sane folks out there trying to make a living. A lot of great nonprofits are, uh, they, they rely on that one time a year. That fireworks booth, just like the fair that didn't happen this year. So it was great to see that we were at least able to 
allow the fireworks booth to open. But of course, some of the things that we normally saw with those, I believe the Merced Marching 100, they used to have a great show of the products they sold. It was almost a uh, fireworks show in of itself. That was not able to happen because, again, the gathering of the crowds. And, the, and here's the rub. Here's the rub. Everybody in the backyards, all the gatherings, you know, let's watch Bob, you know, light off his supply. Guess what's going to happen in two, three weeks with the COVID counts? Yeah. So anyway, uh, great, 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 just great all around. You know, I, I just don't know what it's going to take for people to be responsible. But I say you get a couple of, you know, out there on foot, start scratching a couple of sites. You're not going to catch everybody, but boy, it's going to get around. It's called a deterrent. A deterrent. We don't do that anymore. We don't do that anymore. It's either all or nothing. You don't have to go out there and, you know, be some big ogre and, and cite every single person. But you go, <laughs> you have five or six teams, I guarantee, in a few years, it's not going to be like what we see. It will not be like that. Like that. Anyway, I just I just get frustrated with all this. Oh, we're going to, you know, this year for zero top, we're going to have a special communication center. Oh, my Lord. <sighs> fireworks well we'll see what happens what's the next one new year's that'll be a great one I'm sure it'll be just as bad then we're out of time second segment citizen watch saturday morning the 6 a.m hour we're muy fuego we're on fire now coffee's kicking in we got one more segment to go stick with us my name's casey steed the voice of your valley on merced's news talk 107.3 fm 1480 am kyos we'll be right back segment of Citizen Watch on the 6 a.m. hour. And it's fresh, my friends. The sun is up. It's going to be a warm, 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 warm weekend. Need to stay cool. My name is Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk. 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. This is Citizen Watch. July 11th, 2020, 2020. So happy that you're able to join us. Maybe uh, you'll be able to stick around for the rest of the local block. And then after that, oldies. And then, of course, Dave, as you know, has started a new show. The Big Kahuna, Dave Luna. I love doing those promos. He is uh, having a show from 5 to 6 every Saturday. So get out the uh, hot rod and take it out and listen to Dave. I think we ought to do that for three hours, Dave. Like, yeah, you do it. No, no, no. It's your show. Anyway, uh, what else are we talking about? Oh, fireworks. Just before we leave the issue, I don't see why it's so hard to put a cop with a firefighter. You also need to buy in from the district attorney's office so when these things are prosecuted. I've heard several ways. You know, last year we tried to do the admin fine, the administrative fine. This is where our own city attorney, Phaedra Norton, and her group would uh, do, the, do the dirty work, you know, getting the money, uh, doing the prosecution. I don't know. How many of those were actually, uh, you know, to the end? Uh, did we get the money? Did we prosecute? Did we let them off the hook? But why not just go the old route? Just like, you know, a traffic ticket, any other ticket you get by any law enforcement agency, it goes to the DA, you get the bail notice, you pay the bail, or you can go to court. You can fight it. Now, if you fight it, somebody has to be on the other side, and that's usually the DA. 
So, again, getting with the DA, and guess who sits on the city council that works for the DA's office? That's right, Matt Serato. Guess, guess, Councilman Serato, guess who wants so badly to be mayor, he's selling egg rolls, hot dogs, chicken, noodles, you name it. Matt Serato comes out to your car with a big mask and a big plastic bag. At the bottom of the bag is, uh, you know, next month's offering. It's like, uh, what's that, you know, a uh, uh, blue plate. What was You know, they send you everything to your house. You don't, you know, it's like Meals on Wheels with Serato's campaign. So he works for the DA, right? The district attorney, Kimberly Helms Lewis. He's been there a long time. Matter of fact, I think he's uh, second, third, fourth in command. He unlocks the doors. I don't know. He's he's up there. Got prosecutor, uh, defense attorney of the year. I don't know. Some award. So he could obviously help in the uh, you know preparation of the investigative supplemental to make the officer's job that easy that evening when they're writing out the tickets. Believe me, down in the beach in San Diego, he could scratch out 25, 30 easily in four or five hours. And still have time for lunch and do some self-initiated activity, walk around, check out the sites. It's not that hard, but you know you have to have a DA that's going to prosecute those glass bottle tickets, those open container, those drinking in public tickets. And the same thing with fireworks, and it would just take the buy-in from the district attorney. So why can't we get Matt Serato to not only help the city of Merced, which he so badly wants to be the mayor of, he'll sell you an egg roll. But will he stop a bottle rocket from landing on your roof and burning your house down? Or is it the egg roll? Okay, well, anyway, look, let's move off. Let's move off. The defunding the police. Talk about pushback on that, huh? The, uh, <laughs> uh, the chickens are coming home to roost on that one. People are seeing uh, what it really means when you get down on your knees. I think uh, I'd like to think that some of our Folks would think twice about that again, but I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Hey, let's uh, let's talk about something that was in kind of the national news. And the reason I bring it up is because of the hypocrisy, which I talked uh, last week a little bit about. And, you know, we talk about fake news or, you know, misleading news. And, again, it's really the way it spun the narrative. As you know or may not have known, uh, President Trump pardoned Roger Stone. This was a gentleman that uh, very close ally of the president, a very uh, influential gentleman in Washington, D.C. for many, many years, goes, goes back a long, long time, as most people in Washington do, an insider to say the least. And he was convicted after, I believe, gave some perjurous testimony in relation to the uh, witch hunt that we call the Mueller probe. Turned out to be a big nothing burger. Everybody knew that it was a big nothing burger prior to uh, them interviewing Michael Flynn, some of these other things. Of course, he's been not charged. Uh, A lot of people upset, especially the judge who wants to take all the other judges and plead his case to see if uh, that will get somewhere. It won't. It's just a a grandstanding ploy. But again, the media has really picked up on this uh, pardoning of Roger Stone by President Trump, uh, you know, inferring that this, uh, you know, he's just uh, abusing the powers of law. It's just... It's just horrible, horrible, horrible. You know, the guy is rewriting history. Uh, Schiff is having a moment. You know, he just he just can't believe it. So I wanted to read uh, just some things. This is from the AP story uh, this morning, the Associated Press uh, story, and it's just a, it's just a comment from them. Their their uh, you know editorial spin, if you if you will. 
The move marks another extraordinary intervention by Trump in the nation's justice system and underscores anew his willingness to flout the norms and standards that have governed presidential conduct for decades. So what they're saying, decades, now that's that's tens of years, folks, and they're using the plural, so they're talking about at least 20 years, right? He's just flouting the norms and standards that have governed presidential conduct for decades. As Trump stares down a coronavirus pandemic that has worsened his chances for re-election, he has been more willing than ever to test the limits of his power. Democrats denounced Trump's actions. House Intelligence Committee Chair Adam Schiff called it offensive to the rule of law and principles of justice. Democratic National Committee Chair Tom Perere asked, is there any power Trump won't abuse? White House Press Secretary, however, Kylie McEnany, in a statement called Stone a victim of the Russian hoax and the left and its allies in the media and declared Roger Stone is now a free man. And while he still may have uh, some, uh, still has a conviction, he will not uh, be serving any jail time. And that's what basically President Trump did. He's also pursuing his uh, legal remedy to get, uh, you know, appealing uh, the convictions. But, I, you know, the way they made this sound is this, this has never been done. You know, he's just, President Trump is, uh, what, flouting, I love these words, flout the norms that have governed presidential conduct for decades, tens and tens of years. Well, let's go back to... Uh, Oh, I don't know, the last president. Obama pardons. Uh, let me just read again. This is, you know, on the Internet, not, uh, you know, not anything that's, uh, you know, not in there. By the end of his second and final term on January 20th, 2017, United States President Barack Obama had exercised his constitutional power. And again, they're not, not, not flouting the law. No, no, no. This is Barack. So it's a con- uh, President Obama. Constitutional power to grant the executive clemency, that is, pardon, commutation of a sentence, remission or fine or restitution and reprieve to 400 individuals convicted of federal crimes. Obama holds the record for the largest single-day use of the clemency power, granting 330 commutations on January 19, 2017, his last full day in office. He also issued more commutations, now this is what President Trump did, than the past 13 presidents combined. So when we talk about decades and decades, well, maybe they're right, because in the previous decades before Obama, well, Obama set the record. But yet President Trump has, what did they say? Flouted the norms and standards. Well, if he was, of course, he still has a couple of, well, maybe six more years in his presidency, so he may be able to catch up with President Obama. But again, they said decades and decades. So let's go back Just a little bit more. Former U.S. President Bill Clinton was criticized for some of his pardons and acts of executive clemency. Pardoning or commuting sentences is a power granted by the U.S. Constitution to sitting U.S. presidents. Now, in both of these uh, citations, it's, you know, a U.S. Constitution, it's a power, but no, in the AP article of Today, it's a, uh, what did they say? Flouting the norms and standards that have governed presidential conduct. Well, it looks like the presidential conduct has been anything but uh, consistent, and it looks like Trump has maybe exercised more restraint than the two individuals I talk about. While most presidents grant pardons throughout their term, Clinton, this is President Clinton, you know Bill, the blue dress, blue dress Bill, saxophone player, 
Clinton chose to make nearly a third of them on January 20, 2001, his last day in office. This came to be known as Pardongate. While Clinton pardoned a large number, 450, of people compared with his immediate one-time predecessor, Republican George W. Bush, who pardoned only 75, the number of people pardoned by Clinton was comparable to that pardoned by two-term Republican Ronald Reagan and one-term Democrat Jimmy Carter, who pardoned 393 Reagan and 534 Carter, respectively. Federal Prosecutor Mary Jo White was appointed to investigate the pardon of Mark Rich. She was later replaced by then-Republican, get this, James Comey, who found no illegality on Clinton's part. No kidding! Now, this wasn't uh, Hillary and the uh, emails. No, 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 no. This was the pardoning of Mark Rich. Now, if you don't know who Mark Rich was, again, you kids toppling the statues, you know, the history that you want to erase. Mark Rich was involved, uh, he was a commodities trader, specifically dealt in oil, had his own little company, and uh, he traded with the Ayatollah, the Holy Rola over in Iran, while they held our hostages. After the Shah was removed, this guy, Mark Rich, and one of his partners, Pincus Green, went over and, uh, you know, helped them get rid of their oil because they needed money to fund their terrorist operations. Did so for 15 years. Now, that was a, bit, that was a very, very uh, sad time in our history. I remember the uh, late 70s, the tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree, all of those uh, letters that were written by school children to the hostages. They were held over a year, I believe, 500 and some days, finally released when Ronald Reagan got in office. So this guy, Mark Rich, basically helped fund that terrorism. Rudy Giuliani who was a federal prosecutor at the time, brought an indictment against Mark Rich and Pincus Green, and they fled the country. Went to Switzerland, never to be found again, never to return. They ended up paying some heavy fines, almost $100 million for some back taxes, and that alleviated the corporate's, uh, the corporation's problem, but they still had an issue. They never, even though they proclaimed their innocence, they never returned for prosecution. At least Stone sat through a trial. He was ready to go to prison on Tuesday of next week. So Mark Rich was pardoned by President Clinton on his last day. Learning of the plans of the indictment, Rich fled to Switzerland and always insisting that he was not guilty, never returned to the U.S. to answer charges. On January 20th, hours before leaving office, U.S. President Bill Clinton granted Rich a controversial presidential pardon. Several of Clinton's strongest supporters distanced themselves from the decision. Former President Jimmy Carter, a fellow Democrat, said, I don't think there is any doubt that some of the factors in his pardon were attributed to his large gifts. In my opinion, that was disgraceful. President Clinton himself later expressed regret for issuing the pardon, saying it wasn't worth the damage to my reputation. Clinton's critics alleged that Rich's pardon had been bought, as Denise Rich, everybody remembers her, had been given more than $1 million to the Clinton political party the Democratic Party, including more than $100,000 to the Senate campaign of the president's wife, Hillary Rodham Clinton, and $450,000 to the Clinton Library Foundation during Clinton time, Clinton's time in office. So again, when the AP, the Associated Press, this, you know, uh, impartial bastion of liberal, or excuse me, of journalistic prowess says, uh, Trump flouts his willingness to flout the norms of standards. 
that have governed presidential conduct for decades. I have no idea what they're talking about. They're not talking about Barack Obama. They're not talking about President Bill Clinton, former President Clinton, former President Obama, obviously because, uh, well, maybe because they were Democrats and the media has a definite bias toward anybody with an R behind their name or of a conservative bent. They do not uh, publish that kind of information. So you have to go out and look for it. Again, don't believe everything you read. It's just sometimes hooey. And this is where we get the the label fake news, uh, not real, the spin. So, uh, again, you have to uh, you really have to be careful. Well, we're out of time for the 6 a.m. hour of Citizen Watch. It's been fun. I thought it was going to be a little, uh, little slow, but it turned out to be anything but. Hopefully you can join us at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. If not, you can always listen online, 1480kyos.com. They're all right there. But we're out of time. My name's KCC, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk 107.3 FM, 1480 AM, KYOS. See you later.